0: Praise the Lord. Welcome to the broadcast today. This is our study of Hebrews. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson here at Crossway Church in my office every Monday and Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time for our verse-by-verse through the book of Hebrews that we're presently doing. And on Friday mornings at 9 a.m. in the studio, uh, it's live also and we're discussing Bible faith and light of the cross on Friday mornings, and that's 9 a.m. Central Time. You can watch everything we do live on the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, right now. This is live there. Or you can watch on my Pastor Curtis Facebook page, and you can find these teachings, our worship services, all uploaded to that YouTube channel. The website, which is thecrosswaychurch.com, and again, Pastor Curtis' Facebook page. Uh, Please go and subscribe to the YouTube channel whether you watch it all time or not. We are nearing the 1,000 mark and so that will help us be able to uh, record using the camera that we use, this specific camera, the Mevo camera, uh, without having to go through a lot of different things. Once we reach a thousand subscribers, they give us a easier avenue of recording. So uh, praise God for all of you who are following us on YouTube and learning the truth of God's Word uh, in its righteous context. Uh, and we just praise God for what he's showing us today. We praise God for all that he's doing among us today. And I know it seems sometimes the devil says, uh, uh, to, you know, you guys, there's just so few of you saying and doing, uh, uh, you know, pointing to the cross all the time. So you can't, you know, you know, God's using all so many. No, the Lord uses the gospel because the Bible says that's the power of God The wisdom of God, and it's the only avenue through which the God of heaven, the God of the Bible, works through. And I'm thankful to know that today so that I don't have to pretend and make up things as I go and use Scripture in some way I want to use them, but God's Word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path that He has prescribed for me to walk on. I don't get to choose it. I get to choose what He's already chosen for me. Hallelujah. I've got a great little 62-page booklet here. I'll send you for $15. All God's works are done in truth. Psalms 33, 4 tells us that. That the word of the Lord is right and all His works are done in truth. Jesus is the truth and the cross is what allows him to be the truth applied to our lives this little book will help you understand scripture it'll bring great clarity to your heart if you're learning and you love the truth of God's Word because only the truth does the Holy Spirit impart because only in the truth of God's Word Can he also bring about the experience through your faith in the truth, which is Christ in him crucified, the liberty, the freedom, finding the strength you need, the deliverance from things that you need, the advancement, the maturity, every single thing you need is going to be found through your faith in the cross, you'll find God working in the truth. Again, it's $15 uh, because we have to mail it. It's $10 if you're here uh, and you you walk up and and you're here and we don't have to mail it. It's $10. But because uh, we have to mail it, it's $15. It's well worth it. You say you already have one, get five more because people need to see the plain, simple truths of God's Word pointing to Calvary. They need this. So you can order that at the website thecrosswaychurch.com. There's a store icon there. Click on the store. You can order it right off the website on the, through the store. And uh, we just praise God for the opportunity uh, to be able to have material such as this for those who are hungry and sincere and they're not looking for anything outside of the truth and what the truth brings to their lives hallelujah because it's the truth that's going to find. It's going to bring everything that we need in this in, in in this world that we're living in. We praise God for that. Okay, today we are in Hebrews chapter six, and uh, uh, before we move on into verse seven is where we're supposed to be today. Uh, I, the Lord really just stirs my heart, and He lets me know uh, last night that we need to just for a moment. Go back and just look at three or four things that has brought us to this place because I believe the Lord is showing me the first six chapters of Hebrews, the big picture. We want to see the big picture. The big picture, I believe, that's found in the first six chapters of Hebrews is a wake-up call to the Christian who's not walking where they need to be walking. Hebrews 5 tells us that. You ought to be teachers by now. You're dull of hearing. There's more that needs to be taught to you, but you're dull of hearing. You should be teachers by now. You're not walking in the level of discernment between good and evil that you need because you're still on the milk, and because you're still on the milk... It tells us all this at the end of Hebrews chapter 5 remaining on the milk beyond the time God ordains for us to be babes on the milk means that we are uh, we're not we've got to grow from the milk to the meat and that's where we begin to be skillful that word means experiencing the word of God in righteousness that that on the milk We learn the doctrines of Christ, how the things in the Bible relate to Christ, but the meat of God's Word is where we begin to learn how and to experience the how that they're applied. These truths of Christ in the Word are actually applied how. Are they applied to my life? We begin to learn that by experiencing the Word of God in righteousness. So the big picture, watch now, the big picture between Hebrews chapter 1 all the way through chapter 6 is to... Let's look at it. It'll make it easier if we look at it. Look at Hebrews chapter 2, and I'm just going to run through this very quickly. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 1 Therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. And the warning goes on there. And then we look at chapter 3, verse 6, But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house we are, if, We hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm until the end. And there in Hebrews chapter 3, it goes on in that chapter after that to bring a remembrance of how Israel tempted him in the wilderness. Notice the big picture here. There is a choice being given, uh, an opportunity being given rather, to make the choice, to heed the warning, and to get sincere and serious about what we've received as Christians. And we'll see, I believe today, the big picture between chapters 1 and 6 is the wake-up call, the opportunity given us if found not growing and becoming more experienced in the word of righteousness and functioning in the gifts we've been called. He, here he, he, in chapter 5 he says you ought to be teachers by now. And we ought to be operating in a higher level of discernment between good and evil by now. And But the, let me say this again. The big picture, between Hebrews 1 and Hebrews 6, that whole writing between there is a wake-up call and and, and the opportunity offered to make the conscious decision and choice to either, listen carefully, to either go on unto perfection or to fall away. I hope you understand that. Because we get the opportunity daily to be going on unto perfection, maturing, renewing the mind, being conformed into the image of Christ, which is being conformed into the image of His death, which confirms the object of faith having to be what He did at Calvary. So let me say it again before we dig in any further and show you some more of what I'm talking about this morning. I believe before He begins to do the teaching and the and the (coughs) the deep dive into Melchizedek and and how he pointed to Christ and and he begins to teach about tithing and and so many other things beginning in Hebrews chapter seven. Those things are limited. Those things are limited for those who make the conscious decision, who who had become students of the Word, who are hearing that they ought to be beyond where they are now. And they get convicted in their hearts by the Holy Spirit and their hearts are broken. And they choose, Lord, help me. Show me the truth. Teach me to mature. Bring me along the way. Help. I want to grow. Amen. But, but he also sees the hearts that say, I'm good, I'm fine, at least I'm saved. I, you know, and, and all those things that we just say to try to... Really, we don't even know we're doing it, but we're trying to get that conviction. Uh, we're trying to really get rid of God trying to lead me, get, get rid of the, the Holy Spirit's voice trying to guide me into more truth. It's like the person when asked, Can I pray for you? They say, No, I'm good. In other words, get out of here, let me alone. We, we have to be very tender before the Lord. We, we have to, and I've showed you a couple of things. Watch this in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1. And see, he's working his way up slowly and tenderly and easily among the people of God with all these warnings to the place where he says we have to make a decision. Because God's not going to tap us with a magic wand. And some, he's just going to choose to go on. And some, he's not going to choose. And you you guys aren't going on. He's going to bring those along the way who make a conscious decision to be in devotion to Christ to say, I've been where I'm at too long. I see there's more being offered me. I want that because I want to be more pleasing to my Heavenly Father who loves me, who gave His Son for me, His Spirit to me and offers me truth daily to guide me along the way. And, and all these warnings the Lord works His way up to chapter 5 where He shows what the problem is. And then in chapter 6, where our study really is and should be today, but the Lord wanted me to say these things because He wants us to see the big picture. He he works His way up into chapter 6 after giving the... The wake-up call, the warning that we ought to be further along, in chapter 6, is the result. Chapter 6 is the result of those that choose to stay satisfied where they are, which means they're falling away, and those that choose to go on unto perfection. It's a conscious decision. Jesus taught the same thing. Those who have hearing more will be given to them. More hearing will be given to them. Those who don't have hearing, those who no longer have hearing, what they seemed to have had, that will be taken from them as well. Because you can go along this way and as we saw last session in Hebrews chapter 6, you can have been a part of the body of Christ and then fall away and be entangled in the world again. It's not that you never were saved. It's that you turned away from the way of righteousness and now have gone your own way. 2 Peter 2 verse 21 and many other scriptures in the New Testament. Watch this. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 1. Let us therefore fear that word means place the proper estimated value that we get from the Word of God on our God. The, the, the proper estimated value in our hearts toward God. That's the fear of the Lord. And the only way we can have the proper estimated value of God's worth is if we look to Christ who's the brightness of God's glory, the express image of His person and shown us in His biggest manner at the cross where the light comes on and all is offered to the child of God only through that avenue. But watch this. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1. Let us therefore fear, lest the promise being left us of entering into His rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. Because unto us was the gospel preached, see the focus there the gospel and and, and 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 then I want and I know the Lord wanted me to back up and show you his his uh his escalation towards chapter 5, and that we've got to give the more earnest heed. It's not up to God. It's up to us where whether we keep this faith we were dealt at the born-again experience. And if you're not born again, now's the time. Well, how am I saved from my sins? How am I born again? It's nothing you do. It's simply you're believing, trusting from the heart unto righteousness, which is the righteous work that Jesus as the righteous Son of God carried out for you at the cross, which means He laid down His life. He died for you so that you could be forgiven of your sins, mm, delivered from your sins, and you could follow a new master. You know, the Lord showed me this last week that it's not about becoming obedient. It's not about becoming obedient because all of humanity is conceived in sin and born into this life in obedience and submission to the sin nature. What it's, you're, Every lost person is obedient. They're just not obedient unto righteousness. They're obedient unto the sin nature. And they have no choice in the matter. The only choice the lost race of, of Adam has is to whether they'll believe the gospel. When they believe the gospel, in that moment, they become obedient unto righteousness because they've believed unto righteousness. But Christians have the choice daily as to whether we will serve, the, go back and serve the sin nature through faith in anything other than the cross, trust and dependence upon anything other than the cross, which brings us back unto submission to the sin nature and we're obeying. Romans six sixteen, in kindergarten words, spells this out. Or through faith in the cross, we can remain, we can become obedient under righteousness and remain obedient under righteousness. So Let me say that again. It's so powerful to me. and you, you all probably already knew these things, but I'm learning and growing and loving and being excited about God's word in the light of the one who is the light of God. Hallelujah. His name is Jesus. It's not about becoming obedient. We're born into this life as obedient, but obedient to the sin nature, obedient to the devil. It's about a change of allegiance. It's about being delivered from the bondage of being obedient to the sin nature, the old man that drives me away from God or thinks he can get to God through his own terms as as Cain tried to. It's about a change of obedience, a change of allegiance from that to obedience unto God, which only takes place through obedience unto His righteousness, which only takes place through a trusting and a dependence upon Christ and His righteous work at Calvary. So if that's where we come in, not to some church that tells us we got to go down in water and come up and speak it in tongues, uh, let me tell you something, That's, that's of the law, and the law works wrath. The law is what you do, grace is what Christ did. He tasted death by the grace of God for all men, Hebrews 2 and 9, if you're taking notes. So get this today in hebrews he works his way up with all the warnings that we've got to hold fast this hope this confidence firm into the end we've got to get real serious and be earnest and 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 give the more earnest the more earnest heed place a higher value on this salvation we've received than anything else that's knocking on the door of our heart we, we we've got to get focused on christ and what he did for us if not we'll let it slip away and when we let it slip away it's really because we've slipped away. Never forget that. He gets to chapter 5 and he, and he shows what's going on. You, you, you're paralyzed. You've been caged with the fear of man or, or something, negligence. Uh, and that really always comes through the fear of man and not the fear of the Lord. And we've been caged and paralyzed. Really, uh, the, the, multi, the, the majority of the church I've been there has been been in that condition for almost the entirety, if not the entirety, of all uh, the church age. and There's been many people saved but very few of them have ever learned how to live saved. And you ask people today, well how do you live saved? And they look at you and say, well you just live. You just live, save. It's like we have the choice as of how. No, the Bible tells us how and and how is the same way we got in. We, we live through that same faith. Never forget that when you and I believed unto righteousness Romans 10.10 10, with the heart, the mouth began to speak that salvation. Hallelujah. And, and when we got saved in that moment, in that in that instant moment, the Lord dealt to us the measure of faith. And if you keep that faith, then that faith will keep you. If you exchange that faith and go back unto some typical, normal, I, uh, I believe, you know, and that's all it is. If you go back under some typical worldly faith that I can sit in a chair and it'll hold me up or I'm trying to put my faith, my trust, my dependence upon if I wear long sleeves, God will do great things. If I, if I only eat bananas and oranges on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, God will do great things. No, my friend, uh, faith in anything I'm doing puts me back under the law, makes me weak in the faith that, that because the Bible says the law and that's what I do. The law... Is not a faith. The law works wrath. There's a whole list of things the law does. We need to remember that. So back to the point here the Holy Spirit is working his way up to a point and gets there in Hebrews chapter five and gives us the the problem. Go back and listen to the sessions taught on the end of Hebrews chapter five and you'll see what I'm talking about. Then he gets it to chapter six and we say chapters and verse, but there were none when it was written. It was just a letter. And so, but we say chapter six and and we see that that The Bible says, therefore, leaving the principles of the teachings of Christ, let us go on unto perfection. Uh, And and we know what's written here. I don't want to cover this again. Verse 3 says, in this we will do what? We will go on unto perfection if God permit. Who does He permit? Those who've heeded the warnings given those who've heeded the warnings given all the way up through chapter 5, those who receive the wake-up call, those who receive the conviction of the Holy Spirit, and they make that conscious decision. Man, I've I've been here too long. I I've been complacent too long. I've Lord, thank you for showing me the light of your word. Thank you for calling me through your word. Thank you for showing me what needs to be taking place in my life. And and listen, I'm not sincere and I don't want to move ahead because I say I do. There are many who wet the carpet with tears constantly, who are paralyzed and trapped in the fear of man because they don't know the way of the Lord being simple childlike faith in the cross of Christ alone. They don't know that. So God's not honoring tears. God's honoring a heart that's believing unto righteousness. God's honoring the sincerity that only He can see. That's in the heart that wants to serve him, wants to be right with him, wants to bear the fruit that they know only he can produce in them. He knows who they are. He, he, the Bible says that uh, uh, the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, and that there's back to that that, that fearing him is having that desiring, that proper estimation of God's value and worth which can only really be seen at the cross. And the Bible says they're the secret of the Lord. That's that's what we're talking about. The secret, this avenue that God's not hiding from people. He's hiding it for His people, but He's told His people you've got to cry out for knowledge and understanding like you're seeking for hidden treasure in the earth. And when you do, then you'll find the fear of the Lord. Hallelujah. That's Proverbs chapter 2. And so, then you'll find the fear of the Lord, the proper value and proper estimated value of God's worth. Hallelujah. Because then as you cry out for it, He'll begin to point you to the cross where he can show it to you in Christ and then you can begin to receive it and walk in it hallelujah and begin to grow but but he wants to permit all of his people to grow if he wouldn't if he didn't he wouldn't give us that wake up call that conviction of being paralyzed and trapped where we've been he says in chapter 5 far too long but, but, but he, then he gives us in here in chapter 6 is the fruit of those being permitted by God to go on into perfection to rise to a new level of functioning in their gifts, to rise to a new level of discerning spiritually between good and evil, and 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 be upon be on the meat now that we're growing now, being used of God more now, bearing more fruit now, and that's what we should desire because that's the avenue through which our Father in heaven is glorified. Jesus taught that in John 15 that when we bear fruit more. More fruit, much fruit, fruit that remains, our Heavenly Father is glorified through that. So that should be our desire. And when we find out by the power of the Holy Spirit, through the truth of God's word, and we find ourselves complacent and dull of hearing and, and sluggish and trapped and, and not growing. And it takes an honest heart to receive that correction of the Holy Spirit and that instruction of the Holy Spirit and that power of the Holy Spirit to be able to rise up and to begin to walk again in the things of the Lord. And it it only happens, not because I want to, it only happens as I allow the Lord to teach me His one and only prescribed avenue Not just of forgiveness, but of deliverance and of ministry and of all the grace that He offers to the humble, which is the way of the cross. No other way. No other way. Everybody who's not receiving grace through faith in the cross is pretending. They're pretending. And that's huge, in the it, it's it's beyond huge in the church today, and we need to understand that. So we're not going to be able to this morning dig on into starting in verse seven. I wanted to. I oh my goodness, it's going to be great because the illustration given to us is just a greater picture. The Holy Spirit is still painting <coughs> of the of of the result of the choice we've made up until this point in the Scriptures, if we're even in the Scriptures. If we're not, we're in huge trouble. But if we are, we reach this point and the Holy Spirit begins to show us even more of an in-depth look at the difference between the decisions made, the result of the decision made to go on unto perfection. It has been a blessed, blessed session. I pray, I really pray that our Father in heaven would stir your hearts to have been more than encouraged, more than Him being able to engraft His Word into your heart, but that you would like this. And I don't mean with a like button. That's good too. But that you would overall have received the truth of God's Word and the light brighter than ever before through this study, but that you would also help us publish what you've heard, what's blessed you, what what the Lord is using to strengthen you and to bring you along the way to show you marvelous and amazing and wondrous truths found in His Word, I encourage you, hit the share button, share this. You and I together, as many of whoever and wherever you are, together, we can see the truths of God's Word, His words in righteousness, published throughout the land. So I encourage you to do that. Also, a reminder, go back and watch the earliest in the, in the session. We offered our book for $15. You can get it through the website. Click on the store uh, uh, icon, and you can order it through that way. You can give to the ministry. Also on the website, again, it's thecrosswaychurch.com, or you can text your giving to the ministry by texting the word GIVE, to the number 903-231-5950. 903-231-5950. God bless you. I do love you, or I wouldn't be here sharing the truth of God's Word with you. I'll see you next time. Until then, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. We'll see you then.